Okay. Yesterday's daf was daf samach. Today's samachalaf. We'll do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's. I have a minor learning. Should be a schus for for shleima, for Yitzchak ben Rezel, for das basronia, for Michal Viva bas Yehudis, for Amy bas Tvora, for Sar bas Chaved, Tfiliazer ben Rivka. All also need Rufua and Chai Rachel bas Tvora, Mira Gabriela bas all right, so what did we learn yesterday? So we, we saw that the uh, people of the Galil Center, Rabbi Chelbo, a Shaila, he said, uh, uh, I understand you have a hierarchy that for Shalom, for Dark uh, Shalom, that the Kohen gets the first Aliyah, the Levi gets the second Aliyah, and um, Israel gets a third. But uh, is there any hierarchy in the rest of the Aliyahs? So they said, yeah. There, uh, well, actually, he didn't have the answer. Uh, he asked Rav Yitzchak who had the answer. He said that uh, first it went for the first after the Levi was the Talmud Chacham who's Memunin Parnasim Malatzipur. That means he's in the he's the Talmud Chacham who's in a position of authority. Then Revi goes to Talmud Chacham who is fitting, meaning he's knowledgeable enough to be put in a position of authority. He's just not there. After that goes the sons of the Tamil Chacham, whose father is um, uh, uh, appointed as a partner on the Tibor. And, um, and then comes the leaders, and then anybody. Okay, so that's, the, that's our hierarchy. It's interesting, I, I don't think anybody follows these. Okay, there is an idea of hierarchy of Shlishi, and somehow, I don't know where it came from, Hasidim take Shishi, because, yeah, right, but uh, it, well, it's not mentioned here in the Gemara, but. Basically, and also uh, review when you have double passion. Oh yeah, what? That's because, what it is. Because it covers both passions. Oh, because it crosses over the yeah. two parshas. That's a rubbish thing. I didn't know that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, every excuse again. Okay, so we we do we do a combination. So we do third for someone important, but six we leave for like rabbis or. Right, distinguished rabbis. guests. Distinguished guests, right? Yeah. Okay, so there you guys, the rabbi. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So combination. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, it's yeah. nice to have more than one. That's the beauty of it. You have more than one chash of aliyah that you can say, well, oh, shishi. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, then the B'nai Gala center of Chalbo, another Shiloh. What about laning out of a chumash in a shul in publicly? And he didn't know the answer. So he asked Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcho, also didn't know the answer. They asked the base Medrash. And they said that Rabbi Shmuel Bar Achmeni says Rabbi Yechon that's missing one yiriah, you're not allowed to lean from it. So Chorot's uh, no good. So then the Gemara says, but maybe that's different because the Zevitara is claiming to be a Zevitara or attempting to be a Zevitara. It's missing, so it's worse than um, here. This is a fully intact chumash, fully intact sefer. Um, so Rabbi Yosef both say that you don't lean from it in the shul, and the reason is because it's covered zibor not to have a proper Sefer to lean from. So um, that's why it's not allowed. Um, Rabbi Yosef also say that a Sefer of Haftorah you're not allowed to read from on Shabbos because it's not meant to be written that way, just Haftorah, you know, like, it's like p- p- picking and choosing. If you're relating, you should read it from the pro- from a full Navi. Uh, Mar Vashi said that uh, you wouldn't be allowed to move it because uh, if you can't read it, then what can you do with it? But that's really not true. You can move it and even read from it. 
because Rabbi Yechonon Shimon Lakish were ma'ayin even in Sifri Agadita, which is not, you know, Midrashim on Shabbos, even though it's not allowed to be written, but since we already have a heter to write things down that like that, uh, because of Esau, Hashem, and Fyotar Sechos, so therefore became permitted. Okay, um, so, um, which means that, so, you know, one, you know, if we, we, if we don't write, if we don't disregard this law, we're not going to have anything to protect. So, like, you gotta, so that's what, that's what that concept is. So, um, uh, basically, okay, so next, Rabbi S. Rabba, Shiloh, what about writing a Megillah for a child? Is that to study from? Is that okay? Now, you could ask in both positions. If you're at, you could ask in the position of the Torah was getting, given um, at piecemeal, that we got our Torahs as, as we learned the Parsha. It was written up, and everybody, you know, we got, we got it to study from. And then slowly but surely, we, you know, once we put it all together, we... we uh, Attached it into a sefer Torah, and you could say it um, uh, uh, in the opinion that it was only given sealed. Meaning, if it was given Megillah, Megillah, you could say that maybe it's still not allowed because once it was attached, then it gotta be full. Uh, and you could ask, according to the opinion of the Torah, was given full, maybe it shouldn't be allowed. Or you could say that since kids need to study, so maybe it's exceptional. Maybe it's an exception. So the answer was that we don't write it because we don't write it. Okay. So the answer, Shaila, um, uh, how can you say that they can't be written separately? The parsha of the Sota was uh, written down on a tablet of gold. That was what that, that's what they copied off of. So Shimon Lakish says, no, they didn't actually write it fully. They only wrote it with the Rashi Tevos, with the beginnings of each letter, each word the beginning letter of each word, like a hint, so they'll know what to write. And that's what they copied off of. Even though it sounds like they copied off of it, we Gemara explains that it doesn't mean they actually copied exactly. And even though it sounds like it said the, the whole Pasuk, it was only like the beginning of each Pasuk was written out, and then instead of a dot, 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 it just had the Rashi Tevos of the rest of the Pasuk, so you'd know all the words that you need to write. Okay. Um, and then we said it's actually Machlokas Tanoim. Tanakama says that you're not allowed to write a Megillah for a tinnik to study from, but if he, if his intent is to finish it, so then it would be allowed. I mean, he's writing only part, but he's going to write a whole Torah. Then in the meantime, he, he could it works. Uh, Rabbi Yudah says in Parashas up until the section of the Mabel in Torah's Konim up until Parshas Shmini. Um, and apparently that's what the kids used to study, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, Rabbi Yochanan said the name of Rabbi Binah that the Torah was given, this where we got into the Machlokas, the Torah was given as Megillahs, separate little pieces, piecemeal. As the Apostle seems to say, sefer. it sounds like that it was given just as a Megillah form, you know, in certain sections. Uh, section by section. Rishlokish says, no, the Torah was given sealed, final. And as the Pasuk says, what what does each one do with the other Pasuk? So, um, um, the Rabbi Yechran does with Rabbi Yechran, Pasuk, he says, after it became attached, then it was full. Um, And the other opinion is that when Megillah, sometimes the Torah itself, the whole Torah is called a Megillah. And uh, quoted a Pasuk to that effect. 
Okay, or like Rebbe Levi says, because Rebbe Levi says that there was a special exception that there were eight parshas that needed to be said on the day of the Hakamas of Mishkan. Um, that they needed to study uh, that day because uh, the parsha of Kohanim. Um, after all, once the, the Kohanim need to know what they need to do, parsha's Levim they need to know what they need to do to, to sing Shira. Um, the Tameim because they're not allowed in the Mishkan. Um, Shiloh Tameim they need to be sent out of the camps. The parsha of Ach, of Achrimos because that was once you know like what are the conditions to enter the Kodesh Kedoshim only on Yom Kippur um, the law of, uh, of being drunk and entering the base of Migdash the law of lighting the uh, the Neros with the Paloscha and Paraduma because that was the next day they were they did the first Paraduma so they needed to learn that anyway so interesting Machlokas Rebbelezer says that Torah was majority written and a minority was Balpeh and that's a Pasuk Pasuk says um, lo rube torasi. So, what he means mostly written, it doesn't mean actual written, but it means that most of the uh, exegesis is Torah based, and also. So, in other words, if you're including, and he's just dividing it between that and what's Torah Shabbat, what, what's, uh, you know, Halach Lamosh Messinai, that's only a minority of the Torah, but most of it is text based, somewhere derived from the text somehow. Okay, Xerashavas, things like that. That's what he's including. Um, anyway, Rabbi Yechonin disagrees. He says most of it's Alpeh, and a minority is Bikasav. Um, and he quotes a Pasuk, Alpiyad Farma'ila. What did each one do with the other Pasuk? So um, it says, Echtov lo Rubi Tarasi. He says, that's a, a, you missed, you got the tune wrong. A, can I write Rov Tarasi? Is it writable? It's not. Most of it's Balpeh. And, um, um, and the other side, what does he do with the Pasuk of Alpiyad Because since that's the harder part, the part that's not text-based, so you have nothing to analyze, so it's much harder. So then um, that's why it's called uh, the Torah Shabbat That part is the harder part. Okay. Next, we saw Rav Yudabar Nechmeni, who was the Miturgaman of Rav Shimon Lakish. says that the Pesach says, Ksov And then it says, So what is it, the Ksav or the Alpeh? So he says that there's this teaches us the important print this very this idea that things that are written you can't say balpe and things that are balpe you can't say written okay um, uh, the school of Rabbi Shmuel that's that's the klal and that's in other words so like you're not supposed to just rattle off psukim without looking inside and the Torah balpe was originally given that it should be balpe not written okay. Um, the school of Rabbi Shmuel learns that uh, it says Eila, and uh, that's how we know that these should be written and not writing halachos and you know the the Torah Shabbat. Rabbi Yechonon says that uh, the main covenant with God is uh, is the Dvarim Shabbat because that's what Pesach says. Kiyal Eila Karati Chabris that Alpi means the the part of the Torah that's not written down. Um, Nepper took us to the next section that was Darkish Shalom, which was where we set the Eruv. As we know, you need for a week on a weekly basis, is it what we the Eruv, the food of the Eruv, that's for the Eruv Chatzeros. So they always keep it in the same old house. That's what it says. By Yashan, meaning the original house. So what's the reason for that? Is it because of Kavod? So um, things that have Kavod do move. Like uh, we find that the 
Shipura, which is either the shofar they used to announce when Shabbos, that Shabbos is almost coming. They used to have a shofar blast. Um, um, and um, others say that it was um, uh, that it was a, co- a collection box, but it first was in Rav Yudah's house, and then it went to Rabbah, went to Rav Yosef, went to Abaye, um, and then went to Rava. So it moved down the chain. So um, that's the, so so that's interesting, you know. Like it sounds like it moved. So the rather what we, the reason why we don't leave it from that place, not because of covered, because covered we would move things uh, to the next Rosh Hashiva, whoever whoever took over next. That as we see, but rather it's because of Shad. You always leave it in the same house, and that's because once people know that it's there, if they go there and they don't see it, then they'll say, oh, maybe the air is gone, and that, that leads to problems. Okay. Next um, is, um, as we talked about the water water wars. Okay, this is very relevant. So a well that's near, a cistern that's near the water channel gets filled up first. And that's also Dark Um So we saw Machlokas by rivers. Rav says that the, uh, when it comes to the river, the people lower down get to drink the water first. And uh, Shmuel says the people above get the water first. And um, so if it's just a regular, you go there and you're filling up, there's no argument because everybody could just go as they please and help themselves to, with a bucket and pull it out of the river and there's no there's no nobody you know, there's no hierarchy at all what we're talking about is can the people on top stop up the river for their needs um, before the people uh, lower down get it Shmuel says they do they can because they're higher up on the chain they're closer to the river source and Rav says no the people below can say that you have no right messing with the channel of the river. The river has this path. By you stopping it, you're you're maneuvering it away from what's na- its natural courses to come to us. So that's the dispute. Um, once the people lower downstream got in all their needs, then you can stop the river and do it how you please. That's the idea. Um, so then, um, anyway, we, we said this idea of the bar korvlaama fills first because of Dark Shalom. So Shmuel says, don't think this is a right to me. Um, we're talking about uh, a, a channel that goes and fills up the fills up the well by itself. So he says, what's the Chiddush there? Um, that uh, you might think that the, that uh, that uh, that that's uh, that that's that even that's not allowed. Um, um, that you could just help yourself what you can from the natural flow of the river, um, and that's and that's all you could do. So that's the that's what's not you know according to as you need you can't you can't let it fill up your whole your whole uh, barrel. Anyway, the point was it wasn't a, a raya against Rav. Next we saw Rav Tachlifa. Rav Unabar Tachlifa said that bottom line is since we don't know who the Allah is like. It goes, you know, like, you know, it's any anybody can do whatever they want. So Rav Shimon Bashi said that um, uh, came to Abaye, and they said, "Why don't you come learn with me?" 
Okay, and he said, I can't, I uh, have to learn for myself. I need to review my learning. So he says, well, come at night. So he says, that's when I have to water, I have to draw the water. So he says, you know what, I'll draw the water for you in the daytime. And then at night, you can, um, you can come and learn with us at night. So he says, fine. So he went, so when he went to draw the water, the, and he went to the people above, they said, yeah, we can't take water away that the people below us have priority. And, um, and when they went down to below, they said, we can't take the water because the people above us have priority. <laughs> and they, so he's like, I don't understand. Where did I get? So he just stopped the water and he took some. Um, when he came to Abaye, he says, I don't understand. How'd you, uh, how do you ever draw the water? Each one seems to say that you got to give the priority to the other one. Um, and uh, anyway, so that's the story. Apparently, it says that Abaye never ate any of the fruit in that year because he felt that he stole the water for, to water his, uh, to, to his plants. Um, uh, interesting. Anyway, the people... Um, um, what did Abaye do? What was his solution? Uh, so Rashi, I mean, it's unc- I'm not really 100% clear on this whole story, but uh, Abaye uh, um, didn't... Uh, it says... I don't know. He just wasn't comfortable. Um, How did he water his field at night before the student? No, they used to uh, before. I mean, it sounds like he did. He uh, he didn't like he didn't do it that way by stopping the water. I guess I don't know. You know, he just did he tell each group a different story to allow. Yeah, right. He told them. Uh, Abaye did. Abaye told the one that you know that, that right but but and he did i guess he did it in the middle i don't know he just helped himself but anyway this time he didn't, he didn't he feel comfortable yeah. didn't mm-hmm. i remember we did we had a thing about the water and then there was a priority like look at your livestock first, yeah right there was, was a priority right yeah. right right that was someone else right, right yeah right this does one's livestock right it's interesting. This is, this is, this this is, is a little different. This is you're talking about this is the whole issue. It was in, in Utah, Bull, uh, Hoover Dam was built to regulate the water in the, uh, the Colorado mm-hmm. River. There's a whole system of dams. And the issue used to be they used to flood terribly uh, one year and then have drought the next year. So the government stepped in and issued this phenomenal thing to regulate, to allow the water to flow evenly throughout the year. So that every, all the, Farmers got the water at the proper time. They were flooded. And right. to generate electricity to pay for the whole thing. So it was, it was right. a win-win-win. It was a, it was a way of making so, it work for everybody, everybody right? Yeah. And the whole system now dams down in the Colorado River. Oh, and that, in other words... That, yeah. Now right. it doesn't work at all because there's hardly any water. No, it's water. Lake Meads now, they explained, is that it's sensationalized by the media. There's really plenty of water there. It works. They have an average, and they've got a low point, and they're way above the low point. And ways of regulating that, so it's, it's okay. It's not decided. Yeah, there's a couple of cases working its way to the Supreme Court on uh, that issue. It's, it's, it's a big issue in Israel. Uh, oh, the issue, issue. Israel, it's a real it's big issue. issue. Been years. Yeah, this is a, the, uh, the Jordan flood. Yeah, all right. And let's just uh, so there was one last uh, story that they um, they went up, up uh, upstream and they just wanted to basically. Uh, make all their fields, you know, like channeled off the upper part of the river and digging it to like, and basically then the, the river became a trickle and wasn't able to go all the way down. So, um, so, um, 
so they say the water is not flowing anymore. So they said maybe make it a little deeper, dig it deeper, so it'll it'll get a little more of a flow. Problem is then the people upstream won't be able to get. Uh, if it goes too low, then it doesn't fill the the area above. So they said if that's the case, then you gotta you you can't do that. You're you're basically messing it too much, and uh, all your you know your what you, what you try to do you gotta close it back up because it's affecting the flow of the river. It's like lost its strength and it's not able to even flow anymore. So once you start messing so much with the with the river that was going downstream that it doesn't even go downstream anymore, then that's already overboard. Anyway, that's where we left it off yesterday. Like, uh, some rivers are like uh, 